Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm again joined with Dr. Trina Reed. Hi, Trina. Hi, Steve. Uh, we are going to discuss this week contraception and uh, specifically the pill as well as male contraception. Uh, so I guess to get things rolling here, um, what is, I, I mean, we were talking off air a little bit about the birth control pill. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the birth control pill and as far as an option for uh, couples in long-term relationships? Well, once you get into a long-term relationship, Steve, we just assume that your partner is free of STIs or STDs, and you know we, we aren't going to catch anything major. Um, but we still, if we aren't ready to have children, we want to have some form of, of protection against getting pregnant. And automatically, as soon as we think about uh, you know protecting against pregnancy, we just default to the birth control pill. Now, the birth control pill has been around since the 60s, and um, there's been a lot of things, modifications to the birth control pill where, they, where they've made it better, and there's a lot of good things to be said about the birth control pill. And I would say in the short term, it's a really great, effective way of contraception if you're not worried about STIs. However, now, when you look at your long-term relationship, um, birth control use over the long term it can be a negative thing, especially for women. So if you think about what the birth control pill is made of, a lot of times it's made of estrogen or the other hormone, progesterone. And if you take these hormones for a long time, let's say 10 years, um, it's going to start negatively affecting your body. So when you talk to women about them taking the birth control, a lot of the birth control pill, a lot of them say, well, you know, I'm, I've gained some weight or I don't have the same kind of sex drive or, you know, but women, we just tolerate this. However, when we take a look at the repercussions of taking the birth control pill over the long term, it can have th that effect, but uh, they're just starting to see now, scientists are starting to see that t if taken too long, women can completely lose their, their sexual desire. Not only that, for some women, not all women, every woman reacts to the birth control pill differently. So this is not the case for every single woman. But for a lot of women, they're seeing uh, long-term use of the birth control pill decrease her fertility. And if we take a look at this from a, from a, you know, uh, a larger term, a societal term, uh, all the women that are taking the birth control pill, the millions of women, they're peeing estrogen and progesterone out into the water system. The water systems aren't able to filter out those hormones. And so we're seeing a, a new generation of men and women and kids which have all these hormones in them. So estrogen too much estrogen, too much progesterone, and we're seeing a feminization of our kids. And in fact, some people theorize, now I don't know how true this is, Steve, but mm -hmm. some people are theorizing 
that because of all these hormones in the water system, that we're going to see our next generation of kids less fertile because it's just messing up our hormones. So it's not that I have things against the pill per se, but women have to be really aware that when you're taking hormones, it is going to affect your body. So a lot of women, especially if they've had a baby uh, and they're breastfeeding and they don't want to get pregnant, they take a Depo-Provera shot. Now, the shot lasts for three to six months, and what happens with the shot is women, they, they no longer menstruate. And the women are going, hooray, I don't have to deal with my monthly. Woo, I'm really happy about that. But the thing, there's a reason that women get monthly periods. And not getting your monthly period, if you're taking Depo-Provera, has a fundamental effect on a woman being able to be sexual. A lot of women on Depo-Provera say they have almost lost their sexual interest entirely. So if you think about the convenience of if you go once every three or six months and get a shot and all of a sudden you're good, but you lose all your sexual interest, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So um, I think when you're taking the pill, you really have to discuss as a couple, okay, you know what, in the short term, it's good. But over the long term, maybe it's not our best solution. So what else can we do as a couple? Okay. And that's a perfect segue into uh, an article you sent me earlier in the week about a new male contraceptive, and it's in the form of an injection. Um, can can you? Hooray! <laughs> men have to have men have to have take contraception now. Woo! Yeah, they can't just get out of it. No, I don't want to wear a condom. It's, I I can't feel anything when I wear a condom. Sorry. No, they have to take responsibility now. Yeah, so would you mind uh, telling us about this and uh, what your recommendation is? I mean, it's still in the uh, testing phases, but what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so it's, it's preliminary testing, so we, we won't see this to market for at least a year or two. But what happens is scientists in Japan, they're, they're testing, what they're doing is they're injecting testosterone into male botoxes, and uh, they're finding that with this increased, with this injection, um, that men aren't producing the sperm like they did, and only one male in a hundred, I believe the study said, fathered a child. So it's you know obviously there's a lot of refinements that have to go on with this, but you know man goes in once a month and uh, gets a shot and he's good. So if you're in a long-term relationship, and again I'll say you don't have to worry about STIs or any of that. Um, this might be an alternative. But again, Steve, we're dealing with hormones. We're dealing with mm -hmm. testosterone. So in the short term, it's, it's probably all right, but this cannot be a long-term solution for a couple. But, you know, if you're looking at, hey, honey, maybe one year you're on birth control and then the next year he's on birth control, that, you know, that's something that you can discuss as a couple. Okay. And um, one of the things is, I, you know, I was just looking at the study before we came on. I think it was in China, not Japan. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, but the other thing is, um, you know, if uh, if people start, if the males then start um, peeing out extra testosterone, does that mean the next generation would be more fertile? I don't know. You know, I don't know. But you got, you know, you got to think, Steve. With with all these hormones in the water, it just it's. It's going to create a, a disequilibrium. Yeah. But you know what else they said in the study that I thought was so funny is the only side effects for the men were uh, a, a lowered sex 
sex drive and mood swings. Now, women have been putting up with that for years on the pill, and I'm just wondering if a man is willing to put up with some mood swings and a lowered sex drive. I, I'm not too sure if yeah. men would be willing to, to put up with that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Uh, <laughs> so um, if hormones as a long-term solution seem to be out, uh, what are the options? Um, are there any solid male contraception options um, for people in long-term relationships? If you know, I, I, there. I mean, I guess there's uh, vasectomy and the condom. Uh, is there anything? Is there anything else? No, that's it. And you know, if, if any uh, couples are practicing withdrawal method, which means just before the man ejaculates, he withdraws withdraws his penis from the vagina. And, and if that's the type of birth control you're using, and Steve, I've met people who this is what they're doing, it's not a good birth control. Um, I think it's you've got a 50-50 chance. I think if that's the stat, you've got a 50-50 chance if you're doing the withdrawal method. Um, but over long term, I, I think what couples need to do is sit down and say, okay, what are our options? Now, every couple is different. Uh, what, how they want to, you know, some men just refuse to wear a condom for different reasons. And, and I want to say to these men, grow up, you know what, but, but I'm not in that couple. So um, if you take a look at how frequently you're having sex, so if you're having sex once a week or once every couple of weeks, then defaulting to something like a condom might be your best option. There's diaphragms. For women who've had babies, there's IUDs. Now, you know, some women just don't want to have to deal with the diaphragm. And the, the thing about having the ease of convenience with the pill is you take it, you don't have to worry about it. When you have to start being proactive about, okay, well, um, we're, we're not, we're going to have sex, so now I have to go into the bathroom and put my diaphragm in or I go into the side um, drawer and get the condom out. It seems like it's a, a bit more of a fuss. However, um, when a woman's body is able to just menstruate regularly and she doesn't have all these extra hormones going on, chances are she's going to have a healthier libido. That doesn't mean that's not for all women, but that's generally the case. And a very good colleague of mine, she is adamant about couples trying a, a new and improved rhythm method. Now, rhythm method means you pay attention to your body, what your body signals, and you know when you are ovulating, you either refrain from sex or you use a condom. And couples just roll their eyes thinking, no, there's just no way I'm going to just go to the rhythm method because it means I have to take my temperature, I've got to do. But the thing that people don't realize is the rhythm method actually facilitates women and their sexual behavior because most women cannot say when they are ovulating and you're saying, well, who cares? Well, the thing about when you're ovulating, you know that you're peaking in your estrogen or after you ovulate, you start, you start producing some progesterone. Now, each, the estrogen and the progesterone has a profound effect on how you feel sexually and when you start paying attention to your body's rhythm, your menstrual rhythm, it really plays into you wanting to have sex or knowing, you know, just what's going on with your sexual drive and, and you start following your body's own sexual rhythm and sex becomes easier and better. And yeah, there's a little bit of inconvenience where you have to, you know, use an, an alternate form of birth control, but um, you're chemical free and chances are your libido is going to be a, a bit better.
Um, any any parting thoughts for couples um, and and marriage and long term relationships? I just think um, it's it's important for couples to sit down as a couple and say what can we do as a couple for contraception? You know, we've, we're going to be spending the next 40 years together. What can we do as a couple? And it's not always on the woman to take the birth control pill. You know, and I know guys want to, a lot of guys, they want to help out in this arena. They just haven't had an opportunity as of yet, except for with condoms and vasectomies. Mm-hmm. Um, but what can, what can you do as a couple to facilitate good sex with good contraception over the next 40, 50 years? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, this is a very extremely informative uh, podcast today, Trina, so thank you very much for your time. Oh, it's always my pleasure, Steve. Uh, and for everybody else out there, you can visit Trina's website at bestsextipsever.com and uh, check out her latest book, Till Sex Do Us Part. Um, and uh, you can, of course, find her columns on hitchedmag.com. And uh, I want to, you know... We record these ahead of time, so I'm not sure when this is actually going to go live, but I want to let everybody else out there know that throughout the month of June, and this will be definitely be up um, in June uh, at the latest, uh, we are looking for your stories. So if you have stories about your marriage, um, maybe the, the, the best vacation your spouse ever surprised you on, or the, the dumbest thing they've ever done, or the nicest thing they've ever said to you, or something they said that brought tears to your eyes, any, any like little snippet of, of information that you're willing to share, uh, we're looking for those stories. So please feel free to submit those. And you can find uh, my email address on the contact page. And uh, if you're just writing it down now, it's scooper at hitchedmag.com. And uh, thank you everybody for listening and reading. And so uh, thank you again, Trina. Thanks, Steve. All right, bye everybody. Hitched, entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.